It's show 123 of the RIM Pro Report this week. Nate Campbell of Access and the latest industry news. The show is sponsored by our good friends at O'Neill Software. I check out a lot of websites in the RIM world on a regular basis, and I continue to be amazed at how many companies in the RIM world use RS Web, O'Neill's web portal for your customers to access their information, make orders, and a whole lot more. Functionality that's rich with features and flexibility. Your clients and customers will benefit from using RS Web. And if you want to learn more about it, you can do so at O'NeillSoft.com. Rumor has it, this is going to be a good show today. So let's get started, shall we? Welcome to the RIM Pro Report. The one and only weekly broadcast for the RIM support services industry. Hustling with news, views, and the latest updates. This show is full of interesting information. So take notes. Now here's your host, Tom Adams. Yep, it's me and welcome back to the show. Okay, so I just have to say the weather is completely weird this week. Here in California, we're dressed in coats and hats and mittens, but in many places that are supposedly supposedly supposed to be in deep winter chills shorts and t-shirts are the clothing of choice but as a canadian in california hey i'm loving the cold what about you what's up in your world i hope that 2013 is starting off on the right foot for you for our guest today, 2012 was quite a year, and 2013 is an even bigger adventure. It looks like Nate Campbell is the chief operating officer at Access. And as you know, Access is hopping these days, and as an executive in Access, you can be sure there continues to be a lot going on and happening. But Nate is also the 2013 president of Prism International's board of directors. I believe this is a huge year for Prism as an association, and it's no doubt a big year for access as well so i wanted to have nate on the show and talk about all of it nate's in motion today so we're scheduled to get him in his car on his cell phone but before we ring him up let's get caught up on the latest industry news the acquisitions continue grm announced this week the purchase of office 360 of indianapolis they actually looks like they acquired the document management document storage assets of office 360 office 360 also has a whole office products division this marks grm's entry into the 12th largest u.s city and their 13th major market presence so congratulations to jerry glatt and grm on this acquisition with last week's announcement of the sales of Data Store in Milwaukee to Iron Mountain, there was another related story in that K2 Partners was actually representing Peggy Coakley in the sale to Iron Mountain. It was the 11th deal that K2 completed in 2012, and that deal, along with all the other ones, brings K2's aggregate deal value to over 400 thousand dollars they said in a recent press release so congratulations to robert miller vlad vesic and ross engelman on this achievement in their world we're in prep mode for conference season lots of different conferences beginning to take shape uh nade has an australian conference uh, looks Nade's a uh, big one uh, in Nashville is coming up prism beginning to think about the May conference so lots of those in play and in motion that if you're interested you need to get involved in those and that's all the news I have for now I've looked and haven't seen anything else yeah there's the regular stuff that goes on uh, in in the world around us but I think that's the news that's most meaningful to you this week and so I'm going to try and get Nate Campbell on the line so if you just hang tight while I get them. We'll be back in a moment. 
Nate Campbell is the Chief Operating Officer at Access. Nate is also the 2013 PRISM International Board of Directors President. Nate, are you on the line? I am. Thanks for having me, Tom. Hey, welcome to the RIMPRO Report. It's great to have you on the line. I think it's great for a number of reasons. Uh, I think first because of your, your new role in uh, PRISM, which I think is pretty cool, and we're going to talk about that, and also... Uh, some of the cool stuff happening at Access in your role there. But I, I think it's really important to go back. Many people know who you are uh, within the industry, but for the whole bunch of people who listen to the show who might not know who you are, take me back and tell me a little bit of your story. How did you first get into the RIM services industry? Where did this all begin for you? Well, uh, thanks again for having me, Tom. Uh, about 24 years ago, I was working at IBM. I was... Uh, I was working in the mailroom, and a friend of mine uh, actually asked me to come to work for a company called National Safe Deposit hmm. Depository. And uh, the thing that that company was trying to get into was their uh, their little niche was with the idea that the branch bank is was going to go away with the advent of the ATM machine. And that didn't quite happen, but what did happen was we had a vault, and a company by the name of Hewlett Packard said, hey, we need to store some tapes. Can you help us? Really? And so they asked me to come and help run a little data protection business in the in the Bay Area, and and uh, I got my start there back in 1988. Wow! So, uh, about 24, 25 years ago, I kind of got my start, and it was a small company, and we were Bramble's second acquisition in 1992, and then things just kind of took off from there. So. So Brambles bought this little independent company, and you got then pulled into the whole recall world. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So uh, recall started out as Brambles, but back in 1990, late 97, early 98, we became recall. And you know what? It was a great experience. Yeah. Um, recall was run a lot early on, like General Electric. You know, almost everybody that uh, took over from a leadership perspective came from GE. And so we were exposed to so many different leadership and operational concepts. It was uh, it was really exciting. You know, traveled the world, got my eyes open to a number of different cultural differences and business ideas. And so it was uh, it was like a, a real life university in classroom setting, constantly changing environment. I was surrounded with some really brilliant people and experienced a lot. You know, that you could only experience through a large corporate environment. Right. And so. Uh, it was, uh, it was really, uh, I, don't, I don't have any regrets about the uh, time I spent at Recall. It was a great experience. I, I mean, I would recommend it to anybody. But you, I mean, from 92 on, being part of that environment, you saw a lot of significant changes transpire in the industry. Yeah, you know, when uh, Recall bought us, they were doing under $20 million a year, and I saw Recall go to, you know, approximately the $850 million that they are today, you know. Depending on where they're at, I haven't. Uh, I, I didn't look at their latest annual report, but let's say it's eight hundred and fifty million. So yeah, you see, you see quite a bit. I remember the day that uh, uh, Iron Mountain, you know, acquired Pierce, and that was like the largest acquisition of its time. Yeah. I've seen a lot from a uh, customer perspective, and seen how they how records have morphed. It's been it's been an exciting time. I can't like I say it's. It's just, it's crazy, you know. You never thought you were going to end up doing this. Every time I talk to people in the uh, records management space, you say, "When you left college, was this what you thought you were going to be doing?" <laughs> Very few people say, "Yeah, that was my plan all along." Well, but uh, when 
Go ahead. Sorry. Well, so what was your plan? I mean, you 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 got out of university or college, and you you went into IBM, and you got into this little data protection business. Uh, what what were you thinking when you left college? Did you have another plan you were headed towards? Yeah, no, I was you know like any any young kid, you know, you kind of let life take you in a couple of directions. And when I worked at IBM, I really thought I was going to kind of get into the IBM way of thinking and, and try to get promoted within that organization and be a corporate guy, you know, wear a, wear a, wear a white collar and a tie every day. Didn't quite work out that way, and I'm, I'm kind of glad it did. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know this for sure. I only have rumor to the uh, this effect, but rumor has it that you're, you have the reputation as the guy who landed the largest record storage contract in industry history. Uh, I, tell, tell me a little bit about what that rumor is about, if it's actually true, but I've had numerous people say that to me. Oh, Nate's the guy that landed the big, the big fish. So uh, if you're at liberty to, to tell any of those details, well, tell me a little bit about that. Well, I, uh, I'll tell you what I can, but uh, and I don't know if it's the largest, but I haven't heard anybody tell me that I, that it was uh, that they have had one bigger. But uh, I did. I was I was actually it was back in uh, 2007. I was actually getting ready to leave recall for a uh, another uh, adjacent industry to the business, and a friend of mine from Australia was coming over to run recalls North American business and asked me to stay and said. What could I do to get you to stay? Says, you know, if I'm going to do something, I want to do something that's never been done, you know. And uh, so, uh, so what do you need to do that? And I told him, look, you got to invest, you got to do this and that. And I can't go into those details, yeah. but it, suffice it to say that uh, he gave me a, uh, a blank check to be creative and gave me access to a number of things inside the company and. I never had more fun in my business life. The amount of collaboration and connection between um, the team members that we call and, our, and the client was, um, was, was amazing. Wow. It was so much fun. You know, they kind of pushed us. We challenged them, and together we developed some new concepts. And honestly, I feel in my mind that uh, we built the best records management program a client can have in that time frame. And, uh, yeah, it's a large, large uh, client for recall, and I think that they still do a great job with that client, and uh, I still have some personal relationships that I hope to carry with me the rest of my life. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Well, I, I thank you for telling me that. Those those kind of uh, cool rumors float around, and, and I, th- I thought it would be interesting to ask you about that. So I think it was a year ago this month, you, uh, you know, the press releases hit the wires that you had joined Access. So tell me a little bit about that decision. Yeah, you know, it uh, it was strange. You know, it was it was time for me to move on. I'd been at Recall for a long time, and I was ready for a change. You know, you doing a, I was doing a global job at the time, and was getting a bit tired from all the global travel. I have kids that are thirteen, and they're growing up, and I just wanted something different. Yeah, and so uh, I didn't really know I was going to end up at Access at the time, as you never do. I was looking at a number of different opportunities, and to be honest, was actually set to move to L.A., and I was going to take a VP uh, of sales job for a large software company. Wow. And uh, Rob, Dennis, and the, uh, and the executive team met with me a number of times, and, you know, it just felt right. And just kind of a funny side story. My son still idolizes Rob to this day for keeping us in the Bay Area because when I was 
you know, walking the family through the options. The one that I was really keen on was going to move me south. And uh, every time Rob would call, my son would hear me talking <laughs> on the phone. Is that, is that Rob, you know, the Pleasanton Rob? Is he going to keep us here? Dad, you got to take that job. Oh, that's so, funny. My son still thinks Rob is the best. And so, you know, you know how it is. You know, you look for a more balanced life and, and want what, everyone else, what everybody wants, which is to be happy and you know, the transition has felt really comfortable, and I, I, I love where I'm at right now. I, I could not have asked for a better situation, and after about a week, I, I looked at my wife, and I go, God, this just feels right. It feels so good to be back in this kind of an environment, and uh, it's, been, it's been fantastic. Oh, very cool. Well, in, in the last year since you've joined, some significant stuff is happening at Access. Acquisitions, the RetrieveX thing, big name hires, a significant growth. Tell me what it's like to be in this kind of environment. I, and it's not like you haven't been in this kind of environment, but it's kind of a, you know, it's a new thing for you. It's a new environment for you. Uh, you're in a fairly, you know, you're in a significant position within in this new uh, in this new role. Tell me a little bit about what it's like to be, you know, doing the kind of stuff you're doing now. Give, give me a sense of, of all the stuff going on in your world. Well, Tom, you tell me, but I, and I'm not exaggerating when I tell you this, but it's been awesome. Yeah. Um, we have a number of great team members. Yeah. Um, we're brutally honest with each other. We're fallible. You know, we work hard. We all push each other to be great. The team thrives on collaboration. We constantly are connecting and working together. You know, we we make mistakes. We have disagreements like any company. But at the end of the day, there's this feeling that we're all on the same team. And uh, we're very passionate. I mean, even our accounting group, when I first joined, I remember being there the first day. And everyone walked in to introduce themselves. You know, they handed me my business card. Day one. I get my business cards, my computer. I mean, I was it was like, wow, this is crazy. This would have taken weeks in a large organization, and uh, it was just a fantastic feeling. And you know, it's uh, been quite rewarding. I love the people I work with, and the people that have you know. You talked about some people that we've added to Retrievex, and working with guys like uh, Price Brannon and and Pete Hamilton, and a number of team members from there. And then adding Ray and Sean just recently, yeah. I think you know them. Yeah. Then, you know, it's all about who you work with. And we have a pretty simple philosophy, and I know that uh, this, this may be foreign to some people, but we just don't hire people we don't like. <laughs> we hire people we want to be around. I use a different term, but since I'm on the radio, I didn't want to swear, but we just don't hire jerks. We want to hire people we like to be around, and that's one of our first prerequisites is, would, do you want to work with this person? Yeah. Then we start looking at the talent and skills. And so uh, it's fun. I joke, I joke with Rob um, all year about my KPI. I have, I'm a data-driven guy. And my KPI for this job was the number of bad business days that I had in 2012. And I would joke with them all through the year. Every time I had a bad day, I'd go, well, I had a bad day. My total for the year was 3.5. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> and I can tell you this truthfully. At least two, maybe two and a half, were a direct relationship to Nate Campbell and me that I uh, I didn't uh, I didn't perform the way I would have liked, and so of the three and a half days, at least two of them were my own fault. So, uh, you know, well, being in a smaller company has advantages. You know, we make decisions quickly. We don't have ten-page powerpoints and six steps from deal killer meetings to get answers, and so it's a lot of fun. It's a great dynamic environment, and. 
you know, working for Rob is uh, is really rewarding. He's, he's he's a very good leader. Yeah, yeah. So, what have you learned in the last year about yourself, about the industry, about uh, you know business in general? Because you know you're 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 not coming with a. Uh, a lack of past you're you've got some years behind you but into a new environment like this you often learn some stuff that you'd never quite experienced before so if you could pinpoint any lessons any kind of significant learning you've had what what would that be hmm. well um you know the one thing about this industry that's crazy tom and you've been doing it for a long time people love this industry and they yeah. can't leave it i know so i guess i guess the one crazy thing is that uh in many ways, it's almost like Cheers or a club or something. You know, once you get in and people know your name, they just can't seem to leave. Yeah. And even when people leave, how many people have you seen in this industry, you know, get acquired and, and then come back again when their uh, non-competes come up? It's, uh, it's really crazy how people love records as much as they do. I never thought I'd be doing this for 25 years. I don't know how long. I, I can't remember how long you've done it, but... Uh, yeah. I think if there was one thing, one thing I learned about this industry is people are very passionate about it, and once they get into it, it gets ingrained in who they are. They love the uh, recurring nature of that the business provides, and for their families and the future. And uh, they just once they get in, it's hard for them to leave. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting to watch at some of the like Prism conferences and other conferences that people who have have been purchased or been acquired, they still show up. They rent hotel rooms. They don't necessarily come to the conference, but they're they're involved in the events as well. There's you see them milling around the lobbies and and meeting with people for dinner. It's quite funny. Isn't it? It's kind of great though, too, yeah. though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's like, uh, and some of those people have so much to offer, having been in and been out, that uh, they really can be mentors to others in the organization. I really am excited about that. It's always fun to see those people and yeah. see what they're doing and kind of the path that they, you know, the, the mentoring that they can provide for people when they do decide to exit this industry. Yeah. Well, speaking about the industry, this month you officially became the president of Prism International's board of directors. So first, congratulations. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you. So can you tell me a, a lasting goal, a the, the mark you personally want to leave on the industry this year? Uh, it seems to me over the years, as presidents have come and gone, there is sort of something distinctive they want to take on. And, you know, I, I know Teske last year had a, a pretty significant year in terms of being really the 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 one leading the transition of, of the association. But maybe more importantly going forward what what are you thinking what are you seeing what's your vision of what you want to accomplish in the year ahead yeah that's a, that's a good question well you know we have a lot of great people on the board and passionate about this industry so i don't know that it will be any any one thing that i do but together together i think you know and and being on the board for the last gosh over two years now um the conversations and where I think we want to go is continue to grow internationally. You know, we held, we held three, two meetings in the last 12 months. We have a third one coming up in Australia. You know, we held a meeting in Brussels, Colombia, uh, Cartagena, Colombia, and uh, Australia. So, you know, I really want to see us continue that path. I think we, I don't think we should stray away from that. We have these regional advisory councils and, now, I think it leads us to say, are we asking the right questions for, and getting the right information about how we should grow? You know, PRISM is an international organization, and I think a lot of our growth is going to come that way. So I want to stay, stay 
international. And to do that, I think you have to retain a balanced board. So I have a strong commitment to continuing to bring international members into our board so that we are getting the right information and asking the right questions. So um, right now we have, uh, I believe, I could be missing some, but I think four people on the board. Um, from an international perspective, right. I could see that going. And that's four out of thirteen positions. Um, I want to make sure that we retain a balanced board, so we want to continue to have you know both large and small companies represented. Yeah. Um, we just made a decision to keep Chad Sorrell to fill in for the position that was left by uh, Sean Stevens. I don't know. Have you ever met Chad, Tom? Oh yeah, yeah. Chad's been on the show, so he's he's a long time. Yeah, one of, one of the uh, the true gems in the industry. That guy is. Yeah, you know, I never met him until he joined the board, and yeah. what a what a pleasant surprise. So I, I think we want to continue. I think it's important for uh, Prism to have a balanced board, and I think right now we do. Um, I want to continue to see the foundation of the association management company, the AMC, continue to let them get their. Uh, get strong, yeah. spread their foundation so that we could t- continue to develop what they're doing. I'm really impressed with some of the things that they've done. I- I'd love to get your feedback because, you know, we've done the In Focus magazine and turned it into a digitally shared uh, magazine that's searchable, shared with thousands of people, translated in a number of languages. And I think it's, uh, I really like the new In Focus magazine. Want to push content more, though? Content's important, you know, just like your book said, you know, content and you are you are the, the market. So we want to continue with the weekly digest. Yeah. I personally used to, uh, I didn't look at all the weekly digests in the past, but I tell you, every time I look at the weekly digest, I find one interesting article that I was happy that I received that, <laughs> that junk mail, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I really like those areas that the AMC's done. But, uh, you know, we're going to have to build for the future. So this year we are going to have a strategic planning session because our strategic plan um, is a little old. It's about four years old. So we'll uh, we'll develop a new strategic plan. I'm excited about a lot of things that are coming in that direction with Privacy Plus and, you know, making that more, uh, making that certification bolder and stronger and more like the SSA E16 audit. Right, right. Um, so I don't know, you know, this, this, a lot of people may not know this, but, you know, the strength of our uh, association is built off of the conference and, and the corporate members that we have. Without, the, without having a successful conference and without having great corporate members, this, this association will struggle. So, yeah. you know, we're excited about the 2013 uh, conference. It's at uh, the Hyatt Regency at Coconut Point in, in Florida, and we listen to a lot of feedback you know we got a lot of surveys when we did the last uh the last conference and a lot of people said they liked it when we were the number one uh association or meeting in a hotel and this year it's all ours tom oh that's so, sweet that's yeah sweet. they yeah. got a big bar they got a big bar <laughs> for us to congregate in tom so i'm expecting a beer from you for this uh, meeting today uh, we're having all so, right well happy to do that <laughs> so I'll get you, but those are some of the things that yeah. we're looking at yeah. and, uh, and beyond, and I hope hopefully that kind of answers your question. You know, 2014 conference, we're trying to go someplace different again. It's going to be on the West, and right now, if things go as planned, I'll give you a little uh, early tidbit right here on your show is we're looking to uh, 
hold the if things work out, we'll hold the 2014 conference in Palm Springs. Wow, wow, very cool. That's great. But there you go on your show, right here First on the Rim Pro Report. Wow, that's fabulous. I I I counted an honor. Thank you, Nate. So I, I think the industry uh, no doubt faces issues. And I mean, you know, you, you can't separate the fact that uh, Iron, you guys, uh, Cornerstone, a whole bunch of these companies are buying lots of the industry members. And so in some regards, the bigger companies are getting larger, but there's less of the smaller ones. How, how is the board? And I, and I want to separate this from your role as as a executive with access, but as a as the president of the board, is that not something that the board is thinking about, aware of, um, taking uh, notice of? You bet. You bet we are. That's why I think it's time for us to pull. We're going to pull in about a dozen people for a strategic plan to do exactly that, and that is to look at this uh, this industry and this association and you know, how we can how we can stay focused on the four things that most of our organizations do, which is data, hard copy, um, shredding, and digital and digital content. Right. And make sure that we are staying focused on those four things and how we can do those four things really well and how those four things will expand into the future. So a lot of a lot of what we're looking at will be drawn from the strategic plan that we'll be uh, we'll be gathering a meeting with in April and hopefully that's something that we can share once we uh, once we uh, complete that process very cool well I, I, I want to continue to wish you and the board uh, significant clear thinking and vision as it relates to all that because I, I know that the industry has gone and continues to go through uh, a significant amount of change and it's it's good that uh, a board is you know addressing it as you said a balanced board so looking at it from all angles from large companies to small companies and and what that all means so uh, thanks for your role in that so you, you've done some pretty cool things in your professional life uh, you've been in this industry a long time you're now in a senior role in a pretty cool company and it's really as you've already suggested a pretty amazing industry and I, I think for someone like you that's not an accident uh, what would you say are some of the things that you would attribute to your personal success in this industry if you could not have to be humble if you could actually just honestly say yeah I worked my butt off or I you know I was lucky or whatever but what some of the secrets of of your own success to to grow the way you have in this industry yeah um well I'm I am probably uh, a hard charger but uh, you know what it's because I've been mentored by some really great people I've been exposed to a multitude of real-life scenarios. I'm probably one of the luckiest guys you'll ever meet. Um, I, had a, uh, I had a president once that said, Nate, you're so darn lucky that if you step in a uh, pile of horse crap, you pull up a $20 bill at the bottom of your shoe. <laughs> and uh, so I'm a pretty lucky guy. But, if I'm, you know, I have one quote that I, uh, that I keep that's from uh, John Wooden. Uh, basketball coach for UCLA, and his quote is, and I, I'm probably going to butcher it, but I always try to get it right. It's, if I'm through learning, I'm through. Hmm. So uh, if there's any one thing, I, I do read a lot. I don't read a lot of fiction. I probably constantly am reading. I'm constantly getting mentored from people I think they're smart and um, 
So I, I don't know. I guess if I was asking, if I'm answering the question honestly, it's that I'm constantly trying to learn. I don't have all the answers, and I try to just keep getting a little bit better every day. Very cool. Well, Nate, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. I, I, I know you're busy. We're talking to you on your cell phone, and uh, you, you've stopped by the side of the road. And so thank you for taking the time to, to share your story, some of your own stuff, and as well as the role you're playing in PRISM this year. It's greatly appreciated and continued success. I know uh, 2013 is probably going to be a pretty cool year for you, and um, I'm looking forward to watching from a distance and actually maybe up close, if, if that's possible, how, how you guys uh, you know do it both on the PRISM side side and on the access side so very cool well uh tom thank you for having me but let me have a chance to ask you a question it would be i would be remiss if i didn't ask at least one question from you given your uh, wealth of experience um i'm on the board of prison i'm reaching out to you and i'm asking this in your mind what is something or what are some things that you feel prison could do differently than it is doing today because I'd love to hear hear your opinion on that as somebody who uh, whose opinion I uh, I think matters. Well, I and this this is not the intent of the show, but I'm I'm happy to voice my opinion on it. I I think one of the things that that Prism has to do going forward is figure out a way to to really stabilize the the new young. Uh, budding companies. I, I think that historically, you know, we've the um, the growth of the industry has seen these multiple rounds of acquisition, and I think 2012 end of 2011 was a big year for acquisitions. And I and I think what's happened is there's so much cleared out of the middle now. Um, there, there's so many companies that have been been cleared out. It's not that there's not a lot there, but the ones that are there are generally smaller and fledgling in a way. And uh, my big hope was would be that the industry, uh, Prism as an organization, as association, really provides a way to feed those smaller companies who who now are really going to be the the real um, the real growth of the industry. I think because uh, so many of the other ones have been pulled out of it. Yeah, well, you know it's interesting you say that because, and I know that we're off. Uh, uh, off track a little bit, but since I had you on the phone, I thought it would be interesting to ask that question because we get a lot of feedback from these growth companies. And one of the things that I'm hoping, and you asked me the question about something I'd like to bring to the association, you know, we, we, uh, Gail Bisbee was nominated to be a part of the board again. Yeah. And she has a huge experience on the digital side of things. And a lot of the feedback we get from the, um, I guess, growing companies is how we can do better on the digital side. Yeah. So one of the things we might try to do, Tom, is develop a fundamentals workshop, not about how to store a box. Yeah. I think most companies have figured that out, but we will probably, um, in the next 12 months, try to develop a fundamentals workshop around digital. And I don't know how, what that content would look like yet, but I think that would be an exciting thing for the members to participate in. And so, and that's one way that we can help support, uh, I think, the companies that you're talking about. What do you think? Well, I, I think because digital is where the play is now, and I mean, that's that's where the action is, and I think as the industry evolves, one of the things Prism's done very well over the years, I think, has been uh, really able to look at the complexity of the service provider who p provides a complex solution versus a simple focus solution. So rather than being only a scanning company or only a data company, um, Prism members have tended to be multi-service oriented. 
oriented. At least that's been my experience. And and I think these fledgling companies who might be coming in from other other facets of the industry as sort of one-off or focus providers, yeah, I, th I think the industry has an opportunity to really help them grow into being more diversified and more complex service providers. So, well, hey, I do appreciate you answering my question. Maybe I caught you a little off guard. Oh, no, I, I, but I definitely I, have opinions. It's so natural to ask the question, so yeah. thank you for answering that for me. Oh, you're welcome. Well, it's it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you again for your time, and uh, I, I appreciate I appreciate as we begin this year you giving some time to talk to us, and, uh, and uh, we'll watch and see what happens as the year progresses. I appreciate it. Anytime, Tom. Anytime. If you want to do a follow-up uh, six months from now, I'd be happy to do it. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. Take care. Have a good day. Well, I certainly wasn't expecting to be asked questions myself. Great stuff, though, and a very worthwhile discussion. Uh, that was a, a great conversation with Nate, and I really appreciate the fact that Nate was willing to share his story and let us know what he is up to both at Access and his thoughts around PRISM and ultimately his concern for it as an association. Thanks to you as well for joining us today. I appreciate the fact that you keep coming back, and with 123 shows under our belt today, it matters to me that you keep coming, so thank you. It's the reason we keep doing what we're doing here. Finally, I want to remind you that this show is sponsored by our good friends at O'Neill Software. O'Neill has this really cool service option called Six Appeal, as in the number six. Six cool benefits for startups that include unlimited users, unlimited web users, unlimited classroom training and technical support, unlimited networking, and no upfront software costs. So that's some pretty solid value for you. And if you're interested, you can check it out yourself at O'Neillsoft.com. Thanks for dropping by today. An interesting session planned next week with the one and only file man. So have yourself a great week. We are out of here. See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Rim Pro Report with Tom Adams. If you enjoyed the show, please tell others. Our website is www.rimproreport.com. This broadcast is produced and hosted by Flourish Press Inc. Join us again soon.